Hello there. General Kenobi! You are listening to Mando Talk, your home for the Mandalorian chapter breakdown, speculation, and all kinds of Star Wars fun. <laughs> what is up, Ugnots and Jawas, to another week of Mando Talk. I'm your host, Caleb Keller, and we finally have a full house back in the studio, back with our Star Wars memorabilia. Memorabilia all around what, us. What was that last one? I word? don't know, man. This is a good Me- start. Memorabilia. Memorabilia. Back with all that Star Wars memorabilia in here. <laughs> we got a fresh child bobblehead. Fresh. Mark fresh. It down. Got one of our words. I, Nolan Ferris is back this week. Yes, sir. Brandon Anderson. I thought you were about to back. bring up something. I was like, do you have yeah. a child? What's going on? No, no, no. That's not what I was bringing up. I was going to bring up, though. Last week's episode. So Nolan and BA weren't here for last week's episode, and it was a big one. So it was a big one. Me and Jacob talked about it on last week. Well, first of all, welcome back, Jacob. Yeah, hey, I Jacob. apologize for good not to be introducing here. you. No, that's fine. I <laughs> mean, right. it's good to have these two guys back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, now we talked about how last week's episode was like Nolan material almost with like speculation so we really needed you last week to like just dive into all those like with thrawn and yeah. the next jedi that didn't i yeah, call that the child i wanted to didn't know i call yeah. that we Marcus wanted to know the what these two thought yes yes we did <laughs> so to start this before we dive into this week's episode of the mandalorian chapter 14 the tragedy we know that's why you're here but before we do that we want to hear just a little quick, recap quick initial thoughts from nolan and ba about a first of all spoilers spoiler heavy from this point if you're again if you haven't seen last week's episode at this point i really don't know what else to tell you (laughs) we Um, appreciate your your commitment to mando talk but go watch absolutely (laughs) ahsoka tano we want to know your thoughts about ahsoka tano's return live action rosario dawson's and we also want to know your reaction to and be 100 percent honest about the name reveal of Grogu instead of us now referring to him as the child or Baby Yoda. Okay. Go for it. Me first? You first. Me first. Ahsoka. We called it. Yeah, we did. Perfect record. Again. We called it. We called the throne. We called the throne. Okay, I forgot to even ask about that. Yes, we got that too. We did that. Yes. Uh, See, what else did we call? We called her being able to communicate with Grogu. Did we? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll take it, man. And Actually, sure, yeah. it was you that <laughs> called it, wasn't it? It was you that said that they might be able <laughs> to communicate no through the Force. Take it, Jacob. Just say yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you you said that they might be able to communicate through the Force. That's three. Mark yeah, those down. Absolutely. Uh, but overall, I think Rosario Dawson did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I was seeing some stuff on social medias about uh, Rosario Dawson and then the original voice actor. What was all that about? Because um, I didn't as really look into it. Yeah. So Ashley Eckstein was the voice of Ahsoka in Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah, and she put a, like a big long thing out. Yeah, she just posted, uh, I think it was on Instagram, just her appreciation for the character and what it meant for the fan base. And Rosario just commented like, Something along the line, and I don't know word for it, but something along the lines like, Ahsoka wouldn't be who she is if it wasn't for you. Snips. Yeah, snips. Yeah. And uh, Ashley Eckstein was like, uh, basically like, congratulations on taking the character. And that, I mean, it just, it was just the two. That's awesome. Two like yeah. interacting with each other and just being happy that the Ahsoka character <laughs> gets to continue. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad that hear. happened. Um, but yeah, she did a great job. Rosario Dawson did a great job. 
uh, with the Ahsoka. I loved the. Um, I've seen a bunch this week of the, uh, like, Rosario from the Mandalorian, and then Ahsoka from Clone Wars and Ahsoka, and like the same lightsaber shot. Yep. I think those are great. Yeah. Uh, but she did really good. I thought it was, I thought it was good that she was able to communicate with. Uh, the child, mm-hmm. uh, and my reaction upon him receiving a name. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, my <laughs> reaction ties in a lot with my wife's reaction because okay. we watched it together that sure, morning. Sure, and it was excited. Yeah, we were excited that we finally get to call it because something other than Baby Yoda, right? I mean, it gives it more of a uh, gives the child more of an individuality mm-hmm. and. Uh, like we talked about earlier, it was funny watching, you know, Grogu. Yeah. I'm looking up. You right. know, that was that was funny. And it was another bonding moment. Absolutely. Uh, with the little ball and mm-hmm. everything. I think that was great. Um, the Beskar staff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that about? Um, I believe throughout the week I, see, I, I saw or I read somewhere about how a leader of the Mandalorians would usually wield a similar weapon. Now, I don't know if that's 100% canon or not, but regardless, uh, we know it deflects sabers. So, again, me and Jacob talked about it last week. Yeah. At some point, that spear is getting used against Moff Gideon. Absolutely. It's got to happen. <laughs> it's gotta so, happen. is that the first time um, that we see a lightsaber versus Beskar? Well, other than it clashing with armor... Like we got earlier in the episode, whenever yeah. Ahsoka's lightsaber hit right. Din Jarn's armor, I believe so. Like as far as a a Beskar weapon, yeah, I think that it is that episode so. was the first we have is. that Beskar is lightsaber resistant. Because I know we talked about that in in uh, past episodes. If it has been shown, it was either in a comic or Clone Wars. Yeah. Okay. So I would it's have to go back and refresh of. for sure All on right. that. But regardless. It's like, the first time we've seen it in live action. Yeah. <laughs> and again, like I was even thinking about this last night. For me personally, going into this week's episode, I didn't feel like the hype was all that there as much as it was last week because people are still talking about Ahsoka Tano and Grogu and the Beskar Staff Spear and Grand Admiral Thrawn. Like, so much happened last week that I think is still taking a lot of people's attention, but I think this episode tonight um, is going to get a lot of attention as well. Yes, so I saw today, and I don't know if you saw it, uh, and it it could be rumor. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I didn't really look into it, but Rosario Dawson signed... A contract for three movies. Oh, I didn't see that. Three Star Wars movies I don't, to I didn't appear see that. or at least voice. Okay. So, do you think she's going to be like the new Ahsoka voice, and she might be like a Force Ghost kind of deal thing? I think, as far as animation goes, I think Ashley Eckstein will always do the voice. But as okay. far as live action, I would assume Rosario Dawson is yes. our official Ahsoka Tano from yeah, here on out. She did really good. BA, I'd love to hear from you. So I know, and let's go ahead and just bounce off the Grogu thing because I know you, we've talked about this before, and I want you to let everyone what you're think know what you're thinking because honestly, it's you're not the only one. Like I saw a lot of people feel this way, so go ahead and just share your thoughts on the Grogu reveal. Well, yeah, like you said, we we talked about it briefly, but when they re- revealed that his name was Grogu, I think I could attribute it to high expectations that were yeah. had from you know the start 
first time we see the child or baby Yoda on screen, right? We have all these you know speculations, and it gets hyped and hyped and hyped from episode to episode. Yeah. And when they revealed Grogu, I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. Because I was expecting you know a superb name, and we got a great name, <laughs> but you know. Well, and with most things Star Wars for me, what I would you have been happy? What would you have been happy with? <laughs> See, I don't, I don't think there's a name that exists that would be <laughs> Steve. Yeah, so it would have been. <laughs> that's something that I actually kind of texted you. Like when you associate Baby Yoda with someone, and we all know as Star Wars fans, like Yoda is cream of the crop as far as characters go. It's hard to then peel that back once you figure out the real name of the character and be like satisfied with it. So, like, I kind of get your take with that. And again, I was kind of admittedly a little bit there initially. Like when I first heard it, I was like, eh, I'm not upset by it. I, that's cool. But again, it's like when you hear Baby Yoda, hard to beat, you know? Yeah. We so said that, that. We take. said his name wrong all weekend. <laughs> like Go oh, I couldn't say it right Gogurt, yeah. on the podcast last week. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob had to keep correcting me. <laughs> Gogurt, Grogu, Gogru. <laughs> so, I mean, it was all over the place. Uh, but we finally, you know, because social media is so full of it right now. You know, <laughs> yeah. I've seen, uh, you know, the Drake meme where he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Grogu, the child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, hey, I, and again, a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm and, used to it already. And again, like but tonight's easy episode, to tonight's episode, like the more we talk about it, again, and the first thing that we get in this episode tonight uh, just further makes me enjoy the name Grogu. Well, let me ask you this. Do we, did we need his name? <sighs> yes and no. Um, okay. I didn't need it that early. That's why I was so surprised. Okay. Uh, but I did think we eventually needed it at some point. Oh yeah. In the sure. case that we didn't get it by Ahsoka, mm-hmm. how would you have been okay with getting it? Because I think Ahsoka was the only way to get it. No, and that's a fair thing. And honestly, in hindsight, yeah, like yeah, that makes the most sense. Absolutely. Like I should have known, or we should have known going yeah. in. Like Ahsoka Tano is probably going to reveal things about mm-hmm. the child that we don't know. Yeah. Because she knows who Yoda was. So, okay, are we ready or ba? Any general thoughts on Ahsoka before we dive into? Because I know I, I asked you about Grogu, but what do you think about Rosario Dawson and Ahsoka Tano? I think all those that are involved in making last week's episode did their homework because yeah. <laughs> I think it was brilli- brilliantly done. Uh-huh. And the contrast, too, between her lightsabers and the setting of that planet, because yeah. I think you guys touched on it briefly last week, that mm-hmm. we, when it was a forest planet, we expected... Mm-hmm. A lot of like lush greenery, right? And yeah, peaceful it, looking. It was. Of. It wasn't that. <laughs> no, it was very dark, very dreary. And I think that, you know, parallel between her, especially the first time her lightsabers came on. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Yeah. So, so again, gotcha. like, I was just thinking about it. We are here <laughs> still buzzing about um, last week's episode. However. <laughs> Well, you can just imagine our excitement from tonight. Tonight's episode, though, yeah. a lot of people out there, I quickly looked at social media reactions. A lot of people out there are loving this one so much more, honestly. Oh, really? And I think, and again, spoiler-heavy review here. We're now diving into our Chapter 14, The Tragedy Review. I think the ones that love this one so much are huge OT Boba Fett is the man fans and they finally got 
we finally got Boba <laughs> Fett. The argument of Boba Fett just being a cool-looking guy yeah. doesn't exist anymore. Nope. Boba Fett is oh my gosh. the man. Mm-hmm. He, he proved that this week. When, when Slave started flying through the air, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> Slave 1? Yeah. Yeah. So let's go ahead and dive into this week, uh, Chapter 14, The Tragedy. Opener. Honestly, going into this week's episode, I thought that this was going to be one of those side mission episodes. I thought he was going to somehow get sidetracked before getting to Tython, but no, we're we're landing on Tython immediately mm-hmm. as this week's episode starts. And I do real quickly want to talk about that arrival, though, between Din and Grogu. We get that moment of Grogu, Dank Farrick, like all those kind of cool things that we're starting to love with father and son-like relationship. And... The line, and I don't know why, but I really enjoyed when he said, "You're really special, kid." Like, yeah, I don't know that. What that remind you of? Han Solo, man. Yeah, that's like, what it reminded me of. It's just that perfect father son relationship mm-hmm. that's being portrayed between these two. Never would have imagined that it would have been a Mandalorian and a Yoda creature. Yeah, that that was occurring. <laughs> but yeah, they continue to build on that, and. That really hurts with the end of this episode, but we'll, again, we'll get to that later. But I love the opener between those two, and so yeah, they do land on Tython pretty quickly. No like quest to the side or anything to prevent them from getting there. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really cool when he says, uh, "We're gonna have to get there uh, with the windows down." Yeah, I thought that was good. And again, Iron Man vibes. And oh We yeah. get that later in the episode yeah, too. A lot, like big time. And again, I've got a specific question to talk about that actually later. But let's go ahead and get into the favorite part. And incredible moment. Star Wars fans rejoice. Original trilogy fans rejoice. Um, Grogu is set on the rock. He starts his training. He starts to connect. And as he starts to connect, Jacob teased it at the top. Slave one rooms by. What were our initial thoughts when we saw that ship? I thought he was still a bounty hunter type and he was coming to take the child that's what i thought initially oh okay so like he was gonna show up and okay i got you so he wasn't you didn't think they were gonna team up basically no okay not at all i did not expect it the team up in this episode yeah i did not expect boba fett to show up oh to just show up in general yeah in general oh no i didn't expect it either when i saw that ship iconic ship yeah show up (laughs) You know, I was like, well, wait a minute. Okay, is this actually somebody else with the same kind of ship? You know, just in the same way that, you know, like these ships are mass-produced. Right. Just like it's a model of a car. Is it something like that, or is this for real right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, bouncing off of that, I didn't think of it that way, but part of me thinks that, you know, because we didn't, he doesn't have his armor, or he didn't have his armor. At the start. Yeah. At the start. And why would he have his ship still if he didn't have his armor? So yeah. that was another thing no, that's that a I fair had question. a question. Like, where was Slave 1? Also, where does he keep getting these rockets? <laughs> I think you brought that up like every <laughs> yeah. every chance. Yeah. That's well, a I mean, fair thing. It doesn't thing. make any sense. No, it's a fair question. And again, yeah. I think I, I gave gave this answer the last time you asked. Because it's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars. They can yeah. make Beskar rockets. Yeah. Um, I love the Slave One reveal. Yes, that was awesome. Um, Tamara Morrison 
like I can't say enough. Yeah. About did y'all see how like, beautiful he did on the side of his head, like the green scars, yeah. the green yep. and blue scars yeah. from the uh, thingy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. I'm gonna get so ridiculed for calling it the thing if <laughs> y'all don't help me. Sarlacc pit. Yes, thank goodness. <laughs> do you think? We'll get, do you think the we'll Sarlacc. get backstory in the next episode of how he got out? Okay, so yeah, let's talk about that. Like, are we getting? Yeah. Or again, is that report of Boba Fett getting his own backstory show series true? Or is this the Boba Fett that we're getting? And this that's is it. the Boba Fett story right here. Okay, mm. I, I understand. I get that take. Unless I, we get like one of him. If we do get a Boba Fett story, I think it's going to be set in when he was sort of a foundling. When his father was a foundling. He's a clone. Yeah. Well, he was a manipulated clone, yeah. kind of. So oh, okay. you mean when he was a kid? When he was a kid, after okay. his father died, and he takes his In between uh, the prequels and originals. Yeah. Yeah, huh. I get that. That's hmm. when I think no, that'd we'll, be cool. we'll get the Boba Fett. Now, I do think, though, that it's a possibility that they treat it kind of like the Kenobi show, how it's just a limited one season. Here's your backstory with Boba Fett before The Mandalorian. Yeah, and I think it might be kind of like The Mandalorian as far as in-between time periods that kind of just tie up loose ends. Yeah. Because um, we're getting a lot of loose ends tied up right. with The Mandalorian, and it's great. Here's something really nerdy that just came to my mind. So, doesn't Jango Fett die in the pit by Mace Windu? And didn't you guys speculate that Mace Windu might have saved Grogu? Yeah, me and do Jacob. You th- do you think about that that, that could possible. happen? That could come to a spearhead that Boba Fett's helping him out, and and then he, they run into Mace Windu. Mace Windu, and that's when he falls apart with Din, and he's like, "Nah, I ain't, I ain't helping you anymore." Yeah, because I mean, he's he, okay. Well, he saw Mace second. Windu decapitate his father, right? right? Yeah, right. He did. So, for the listeners who didn't here last week why do you guys think it's mace windu well t- did we really dive deep into it or did i, no. I actually think i said this I, don't think so. I think word for word i was like i think mace windu might be the jedi but we're going down a rabbit hole there so we'll move on yeah, i think I was it was like, kind of one of those things you're crazy but <laughs> i do think so samuel L. jackson has always talked about coming back to star wars and george lucas and jackson have always had discussions about like did Mace Windu really die. I mean, like, all of these, Luke, all of the, Palpatine, all of these characters in Star Wars survive these falls normally. So a lot of fans just out there think that it's possible for him to have survived. Um, and I think if ever, and I think the really the only reason why this makes me think Mace Windu is if ever they would bring the character back, I think this is probably their biggest moment to do that. Their last shot while Samuel L. Jackson's still alive. Right, while he's still <laughs> able Golly, to do those kind of scenes. Could you imagine if he walks back on set and that's been kept secret? That would be pretty incredible. But again, like, and I have more, um, I have other Jedi that I would prefer. I would prefer Ezra Bridger first and foremost over any of them. And well, I know y'all, and I know y'all won't be happy with this, but I would prefer Luke Skywalker over Mace Windu too, because I know y'all don't really want Skywalkers, okay? To say yeah, over Mace Windu, yeah. Luke wasn't born when he was saved by no. Oh, right. in the Jedi Temple, in, we're talking about like right now in the Mandalorian. Like oh to, no, Luke's to receive not the call. Back. I would say that Ezra and Luke, I would prefer to see before Mace. Who's Ezra? He's the main character in Star Wars Rebels. So gotcha. that animated show that I 
that you need to check out, bro. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. Hey, some some animation just sometimes it just goes by and a lot of people out there haven't seen Rebels and mm-hmm. Clone Wars or and Clone I think Wars. maybe yep. last week's episode of any of them might motivate a lot of people to go back and check those yeah, out. Hopefully because they're awesome shows. Yeah, so again, we just went down a huge rabbit hole there. Like I don't even know <laughs> where our mean? conversation started. <laughs> We're just talking Star Wars. We're just having up, fun. Where to pick back up with the uh, plot. Yeah. Slave One. <laughs> Slave One showed up, and it yep. was freaking awesome. Yeah, Okay. It sure was. Yeah, what'd you think about it? Yeah, what'd you think about the Slave One? I, I'm with you guys. I didn't know that that ship survived, because I was, I was along the idea that, you know, his armor's gone, his ship's gone too, but I guess it makes sense yeah. that his ship wasn't on. So that brings up an interesting question, like, where was Slave One hiding on Tatooine? Probably at just at Jabba's palace. Uh, you know? it, I mm. think it was probably in that. like one of the maintenance bays where you know they fixed up the Razor Crest or, or that. Anything. Possibly, possibly. There's a lot of questions I still have with Boba Fett, so I do kind of see the possibility if they don't answer it in the Mandalorian. I do see a possibility of like a limited one season series, kind of like the, what they're going to do with Kenobi. I do kind of see that as a possibility. Mm. But we'll see. But I we'll would see. be more interested in a Boba Fett show that explains how he became such a feared and reputable bounty hunter. You know, that's a fair point too. Didn't like we look- back, so we would go back to original trilogy time period. Then, right? That's fair. It's just the or before that prequel. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> why do you think? Getting back to the episode, yeah. Why do you think that he didn't take his armor from Cobb Vance? If yeah, that's he's still question that, that I had. That that strong yeah. and agile to fight the stormtroopers like he was, which was incredible. Right. Crushing those helmets again, that was awesome. So, I love that. My initial reaction, and again, without a show or background to why he's doing the things that he's doing, I guess my initial take would be is it possible, and I'll y'all can answer this question, is it possible that he just now got out of the Sarlacc pit? Was he in there for five years? Because that's the amount of time that has passed between Return of the Jedi and now. I don't think he just got out. Okay. Because it's scarred up. He's all scarred up. And, right. You know, I figure, you know, if he just got out, he's probably going to be pretty messed up. Yeah. But that's just me. I think he's been out for, he probably stayed in there for maybe two years mm-hmm. and then got out. Mm-hmm. And then he might have just been keeping an eye on his armor. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And it's a really good question. And right now it seems like a huge plot hole as to why he just now decided to go after his armor. You taking a selfie? Yeah. All right. We're taking a podcast selfie here on air. (laughs) Um, Maybe it was because he didn't know that Cobb Vanth had it. Because wasn't that like a secluded town? And they had the crate dragon. True. So I'm sure one man kind of knew rumors of the crate dragon and probably yeah. wanted to steer clear if he could. Yeah, no, that's true. And again, I think we'll get... The Mandalorian show so far has proved to me that they will answer our questions eventually. Yeah. So I think if we do get background for Boba Fett in the show, I think that answer might be given eventually. So I think there's more to be seen with that. Now, before we leave the intro, though, I do want to talk about how Grogu does eventually connect with the Force on that rock. Yes. Uh, before we dive more into <laughs> Boba Fett and all the different action that occurs, we don't really get clarification, though, on what Grogu or who Grogu connects with. Right. So, or wh- what he connects with. Maybe it wasn't a person. Maybe it was just a 
being the force. The force, the force just itself. in general. Uh, yeah. So, what are y'all's thoughts? And Jacob, I'll go ahead and start with you. Like, what do you, do you think it was? He connected with somebody individually, or what? You, what do you think will possibly come out of, from that? Well, first, I want to say I want to ask y'all: Did y'all see the uh, a little detail, the runes all around the rock? Did the y'all see that? wording, the language. Yeah. yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I just thought that was a cool detail. No, it was. There. Are you, you're talking about like the the language, the right? Scripture. Yeah. It yeah, really scripture. reminded me of um, the Jedi Fallen Order mm-hmm. logo, the video game. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and it, it t- we tend to see that in a lot of temples, uh, and again, you you see that in Rebels a lot, mm-hmm. the temples. But anyway, mm-hmm. keep going, Jacob. <laughs> As for what do I think that Grogu connected with? Man, I don't really know. <laughs> uh, I can't. I don't know. <laughs> we didn't get. We didn't get a look inside his head, right? Right. Um, it's clear that he connected with the Force, and what he communed with the Force about, we don't really know yet. Yeah, I'm sure that we'll get. An idea, though, later I think, on. I think this is a theory opportunity for Nolan. Go ahead, man. I'm going to give B.A. the floor, and oh, then okay. I'm going to <laughs> blow your mind. Okay. B.A., what do you think I'll of I'll just go ahead and default. I want to hear it. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> All right. So, bouncing off that, when you said that we didn't get a look into his mind. Yeah. Okay, first of all. Or maybe me, I wasn't being attentive enough and you saw something I didn't. <laughs> no, 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 no. But you gave me an idea for speculation. So, <laughs> um, going to your original question, who do we think he connected with? First of all, I don't think he connected with anybody. I think he connected with himself and the Force like Ray did on the rock with Luke. Okay. And he picked his path to whichever either Jedi or Sith. Yes. Okay. Right there. Or n- no force user. I guess that would be a third option. Cuz that's right. what yeah, Ahsoka that's what was talking said. about that last week too. Well, he obviously doesn't like stormtroopers. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes. I think that's what it was. I don't think he connected with anything. But if you notice or if you think back uh when Luke sat on that rock and kind of Force timed himself in front of Kylo Ren right yeah. there, and then he died. Leia felt it, mm-hmm. and Ray felt it. Right. So I'm thinking that's what they're counting on when he sat on that rock mm-hmm. and connected with himself and the Force. And just the Force in general. They're hoping that Luke can feel it, or a Jedi out a there, a Jedi, a tremor in the Force, a tremor in the Force. Yeah, and they know no, something's like out that. there. I like that. So that's kind of w- the way I took that. Now, bouncing yeah. off what you said about. We didn't get to see in his mind. Mm-hmm. He's in captivity now, away from Din. Mm-hmm. So now, when we do see the child, which hopefully we will still get glimpses of what he's going through in his experimentations and everything right. that he's going to be going through, um, what I would like to see, and I hope they capitalize on this, you know how Din in season one had flashbacks mm-hmm. to his tra- traumatizing experiences. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine what uh, Grogu's would be like? That'd be pretty cool. If we get to see flashbacks to Anakin. Because we'd be on the, in the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Yes. Yeah, yes. that'd be pretty cool. And seeing like where he hid. Yeah. And then at the last, maybe the last uh, episode, mm-hmm. like just like 
in season one, mm-hmm. we see who rescued him. Mm-hmm. You know, when he holds his hand up, right. and then you see who actually rescued him. That's an interesting take, too. Like, <laughs> the parallel in their stories, yes. Din Djarin and Grogu now are kind of similar to each yes. other. Yes. Huh. Bravo. Bravo, <laughs> Nolan. He's the one piecing it all together this week. B.A. He had it a couple weeks ago yeah, yeah, yeah. with the love triangle, and yeah. it's still going on. <laughs> it's still going on, which yeah. they have found Ahsoka now, but now he's looking for, uh, I guess, the child again. Right. Uh, okay, and going to that real quick, and then I'll let you get to your next sure, point. Sure, no, um, no, you're good. Did y'all get the vibe when uh, Boba Fett was like, oh, our debt's not paid until we help you find the child safe and sound, and Mando was like, no, he's gone, don't worry about it. <laughs> That's the vibe I got. I was like, what the crap? It was kind like, of like a quick turnaround. Yeah, like, he was he like, was just, oh, he's the gone. child's gone. And like, what the heck? I think that was just like a, director kind of thing like there's too much to get to in this we have to speed this along like we got to get to the next thing in the plot yeah Yeah. i think he's i think he's very upset and we just didn't really spend enough time like seeing him being visually upset that's an interesting point um so yeah let's let's keep talking about the episode though because there's still things that and like we're barely through any of these notes which is fine this might be a long episode so just like anchor down with us we're going to get through it. Okay. Here's another thing, Turn us though. back on on your way home. <laughs> Here's <laughs> another thing, though, that, that really has me questioning with Boba Fett. And I think I have a simple answer. And if that's not good enough for y'all, y'all let me know. Um, Boba Fett. <laughs> What'd you look at me for? <laughs> <laughs> Boba Fett has been tracking Din Djarin, And that's how he arrives to that location. So the question that I had was like, well, how did he know to go to Tython? Like, how is he tracking him? So my headcanon answer currently is Boba Fett's armor has a tracker in it, possibly. Like, he's able to see the location of the armor. Uh, but then again, that would hurt the theory of him not knowing where Cobb Vanth is on Tatooine and mm-hmm. not yeah. capitalizing on the opportunity of taking yeah. it from somebody like that. So I don't know. Like, again, I think that's a possible plot hole as well. But for me, my headcanon to get over that plot hole right now is there might be a tracker or some form of way for him to track where his family's armor is. I don't know. What are your um, thoughts on that? Well, my thing is maybe Slave One, because he did say, Mando, like, hey, check this out. It's got my chain code in right. it. Is is the chain code? I know that's like his name and his ancestry, but is that also a tracking thing where he can pick up that from Slave One? And you know how mm. Mando, or Dean, sorry, uh, when he it's gets to, when he walks up to his ship, he goes like on his little wrist gauntlet mm-hmm. and opens the door. So you know mm. they're connected Bluetooth. <laughs> and I'm just wondering <laughs> if like if like he's got the ping. Or the find my yeah. on his ship that would find his armor. Hey, that's a good theory too. Hmm. Star Wars tech. Star Wars tech. <laughs> Jacob, got find thoughts? my phone. <laughs> and then BA, I'm coming to you next, so you better you know be ready. I don't know. That sounds pretty legit to me. Just that he can track the armor. Yeah. Okay. BA, are you happy with that answer? <laughs> well, I mean, he he was a bounty hunter, and he still yeah. is. So he has Fair. means that others don't See, have tracking. About that. And yeah. wh- who's to say he didn't track? him to the planet that Ahsoka was on. He ran into Ahsoka. 
Man, he, I looked, he looks like that. Captain Rex, so she might have just thought it was Captain Rex. Oh. <laughs> no, Captain Rex. Captain Rex would have been gray and had a beard. I know. I it, think it was just that, the, like the age because uh, no, I I see yeah. I see that you're joking, but I'm gonna show my knowledge here. Yeah, it was it was just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. No, I, you know what? No, never mind. <laughs> we'll, we'll go for it. <laughs> well, you my just to now. just to let the Return listeners the, Jedi or the listeners know that if you don't know, um. Clones age faster than Boba Fett does. So that's why Boba Fett has always appeared younger than the clones. Because I know around original trilogy time and in Rebels, like Rex and his crew are already really old looking. So that's why we always kind of know, at least visually, the difference between if we ever do happen to see Rex, we'll always know the difference between those two. Although it'll probably be mm-hmm. played by the same actor mm-hmm. if we do ever oh, see it'd Rex. Have to be. Yeah. Question, so anyway, do you I think we ever to, will, or do you think Rex is dead? If we get more Ahsoka, again, I think it's one of those things that they have to capitalize on. At least give us a story of it, of how he died or something. Yeah. I, I think know. he's dead. You think so? Mm. Oh, man. Rest in peace, Rex, Rest if that's peace, the Rex. case. Um, Quill and Rex. Yeah, and... And again, man, we're going down rabbit hole again. Here we go again. <laughs> we're referencing last week's episode. We're all over the place tonight. Um, it's good content. Filoni <laughs> was again doing his teasing, you know, his little laugh. You know, Filoni. <laughs> yeah, he was talk. He was in an interview talking about how Jacob. I know you know the ending of Rebels. How Ahsoka ends mm-hmm. in all white, and her and Sabine are then going after. Thrawn to find Ezra. Yeah, Filoni is toying with. He was saying that it was possible that the Mandalorian episode from last week happened before that scene. Yeah. So if that's the case, then I think Rex possibly might still be alive. Like I don't, I don't know. Like I'm confused now, timeline wise, when Filoni said that, and I really think Filoni's saying that because he just wants to have possibilities open. Yeah, that's exactly what so, he's doing. He doesn't want to pin himself up. And I kind of think about it like <laughs> Lord of the Rings, uh, Gandalf, you know, whenever he turns from Gandalf the Grey to Gandalf the White. Yeah. Ahsoka is still not Ahsoka the White yet when we see her last week <laughs> with her white cape and everything. You is know what that, I'm saying? Is that canon as far as her name? I, I don't yeah, think so. I don't know. That's, that's a whole different Ahsoka situation the white. than Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, like, again, I don't even know where we're at, but we're, <laughs> we're having fun. <laughs> I mean, it's good content. Yeah. Good content. Good content. Now, let's go ahead and keep talking about Boba Fett. I love the part where he said, I'm a simple man making his way through the galaxy. That's an absolute yeah. reference yes. to Jango Fett in Attack of the Clones saying, is. I'm a simple man Dude. making his way through the universe. That's the only two. That's the only difference between those two lines. Do you and think that he's was, there think to get his father's armor back. What's up? Do you think he messed up that line and they were just like, all right, we'll leave it? No, I think they'd probably do that on purpose. You think? I think so. Okay. Now, in their conversation, because at this point, all right, we're back on the plot with this episode. <laughs> Din Djarin has face-to-face come into interaction with Boba Fett, Mm -hmm. and he reveals that none other than Fennec Shand is his, like, right-wing sharpshooter. Sharpshooter. And let's talk about how she's still alive. Like, that was super kind of weird, honestly. She (laughs) peels off, like, her clothing there for a second and to reveal, instead of a belly, she now has, like, tech or robot biotic. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know what to call that. I've never seen it before. Interesting. Like, 
Finnick is it back. It reminded me of like how they put Darth Maul back together. Like with just yeah. gears. Right. Because wasn't she pretty much cut in half? Well, she was definitely shot. Yeah, she was shot. Hardcore in the belly. Like right in that spot. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah. And I was surprised that she was back, honestly. I didn't think that we were going to see her again. But I will say this, and it is one negative thing. I think the recap kind of gave her coming back away. Yeah. Because the first thing that we see in the recap, as soon as you hit play, we see Finnick laying in the sand on Tatooine. Do we need to start skipping those? I don't know. But they also set up like what we should expect. I don't know. Because, again, you and I, I'm sure a lot of people out there, as soon as they saw that, were like, we're going to get Boba Fett this week, too, probably. Mm-hmm. You know? So maybe that kind of spoiled the surprise for people. I don't know. But, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I thought that Finnick coming back was pretty cool. Uh, and I love that character being back, and I hope to see some more of her, and I think we will see some more of that. Oh, yeah, we so, will. Yeah, her death's not paid. They're uh, teamed up now. Yeah, yeah. so Boba <laughs> reveals that Django received the armor from Din's forebears, which are ancestors. I thought that was really cool. And, again, we get heavy. We get answers as far as Django Fett. Is he Mandalorian mm-hmm. or is he not? So let's just go ahead and skip to that Finally. spot. Let's just go ahead and talk about it. We're not going in order tonight. Uh, nah. We are. We get revealed eventually toward the end, middle end of the episode, that Jango Fett is a foundling. Was. Was a foundling. Sorry. <laughs> yes. He's dead. <laughs> when, well, no. When he was a kid. Right. Yeah. So are you saying he's no longer... He like, went away from being I just thought that being a foundling was when you were a kid. No, it means you're an orphan. No, you're an orphan in a Mandalorian creed, right? Yes. Because that's what Din Djarin was then labeled as when he was taken by the Death Watch. But then when you just like become an adult, are you still a foundling? No, you're a Mandalorian. But I mean, you have to I guess if the you've creed. still if you've still been co- committed to the way, yeah. I guess you're still... Con- at that point, no longer foundling, you're Mandalorian. Yeah, you that's what the, I'm saying. That's what he. That's what he asked. <laughs> that's why uh, I said what. <laughs> I got you. So you're saying that once he hit adult, he was no. He was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm a bounty hunter. I'm just gonna do my own thing, and I'm not following. Creeds. Well, I don't think that Django Fett was in the Watch either. I don't think so, he was a child of the Watch either. You know, right? Because he, he clearly, he's okay with taking his helmet off. Yeah. And again, we're getting more like different cultures and different so creeds. It's, it's Din that said that he was a foundling. I think that, that Django was, yeah. I think that's him putting that name on him. So you're still not convinced then that Django Fett was Mandalorian? He is. Okay. But that's, <laughs> you know, because Boba said that he got it from Mandalor that his father got the armor from Mandalorian Mandalorians because he's a Mandalorian. <laughs> But Din puts the label of, oh, he's a foundling, because mm-hmm. that's what he knows a Mandalorian to still be, even though we know that, you know, before the watch, Mandalorians were people from Mandalore. <laughs> I'm having a hard time following you, honestly. <laughs> but no, I do kind of get what you're saying. And again... We need more backstory with the Fets. Like, we're always going to need it, I think. <laughs> but I think we got that, did we? Did we not? I mean, I, I know everything I need to know Django about Django is found, is a foundling, or yes. was a foundling. That's how yeah. he earned his armor, because he, 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 he was yes, part of the creed. That's how he got the Beskar armor. 
But does he remain? Because again, Mandalorian is not a race; it's a creed. Does he stay true to that creed? No, is the question. So does that make Boba Fett? According to the definitions of the Watch, he didn't. But right, but it the was Watch he the child of the Watch is an extremist group, right? Which, according to you know Bo-Katan and people who are legitimately a Mandalorian yeah. would well, probably say that the watch they're used kind of crazy. <laughs> right. Agreed. <laughs> the Agreed. Death Watch used to not always wear their helmets, though. Yeah. When Pre Vizsla yeah. was part of the Watch, they didn't wear helmets. True. So he might be pre-Pre Vizsla. Right. So around the same time. Almost. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be real close to the same time there. Yeah. And so... I think it is the same time, actually. Y- yeah, it'd be pretty... Yeah. Man, ah. So maybe that's how they get around Dude, that. Boba said that Django fought in the Mandalorian Civil, Civil Wars. Wars. Yeah. What is that? That's another like war that we need to see. Is that? We got the Great Purge. But don't you think that would be <laughs> we got like. The Siege of Mandalore. <laughs> don't you think that would be like the Civil War that. Uh, that's in the Clone uh, Wars? Yeah. Yeah. Between the Death Watch <laughs> and the. Uh, yeah. Pre Vizsla and before Maul took over. What was her oh, name? Wow. Satine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Obi-Wan's girl. Obi-Wan's girl. <laughs> is oh the my. Civil Wars so also... So Civil War. Civil Wars. Is the Civil Wars also like Maul, Mandalore versus... Well, I think that's Bo-Katan's the... Bo-Katan's Mandalorian. Siege, right? Yeah, that's the siege. That's the start is of the siege. Is that the culmination of the Civil mm. War, though? Mm. That might be. That might have been like the end of the Civil War, and then <laughs> that was the, the transition to That's so cool. Siege. Yeah, we're getting... <laughs> One of the things we talked about that we wanted to see in season two was connections to Mandalorian culture. They're delivering that. Yes. Um, and I did see somewhere online the chain code. I can't remember exactly the name, but someone went in there and translated all the different letters in there. And I believe someone translated it as Django's. So it showed Boba's name, then it showed Django Fett's name, and it showed Django's master's name. And I can't remember what the name is. I'm going to try to pull that up. You um, should pull so that yeah. up right now. <laughs> Somebody out there listening knows. But yeah, so while you're doing that, Django, I don't think, I think he was Mandalorian because I think we got yeah, that answer today. Sure. And as, uh, far as, him not, as far as him not wearing his helmet, I think after the Death Watch got exiled by Maul. I think that's when... Uh, no, Death Watch became Maul's Mandalorians, but then after the siege, you have Bo-Katan's Mandalorians, and still people broke off and wanted to be different. Right. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. So Django's master, Jaster Morrell. So, that sounds familiar. Yeah, and there's a huge legend story with him. Yeah. Apparently, like, Django's parents were killed by Death Watch. I think I think that's correct. Django's parents were killed by How Death Watch. That? Jaster, J-A-S-T-E-R-M-E-R-E-E-L. I believe that Django's parents were killed by Death Watch. Jaster Morrell saved him from Death Watch. And that's how he became a foundling, and that's how he eventually became Mandalorian and achieved that armor. So there's that connection there. Wow. So if indeed that translation is true, 
they have canonized then that story, in my opinion. Yeah. Of Django officially being Mandalorian. I don't think there's any more a question there. Nah, for sure not. But my question, though, still remains, does that make Boba Fett Mandalorian then? Just through association or passing on the lineage? I, I still think there might Maybe be through a question passing there. on the lineage. Yeah. Because obviously Din agrees that the armor right. belongs to him. Man, yeah, and that's another thing we just got to come back to. Din Djarin is happy and okay with Boba repping that armor. So I think he, of all people so far, have proven that he does not, he's not okay with non-Mandalorians repping Beskar. So if he's okay with Boba repping it, I think we need to be okay with just assuming that Fets need to be considered as Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just need to look past it, possibly. I don't know. Go ahead and share what you found about uh, okay. old Jaster Morell. I'm going to read this brief uh, excerpt. That. Do that. And this is from Wikipedia. Wookie. He's a Wookie. <laughs> so, Jaster Morell was a male human born on the Outer Rim world of Concord Dawn. Morell served as a journeyman protector, one of the planet's respected lawkeepers, until the day when he when his strong morals led him to kill a corrupt superior officer charged with murder morel was exiled from concord dawn going on to join the mandalorians an accomplished soldier morel's uh prowess in battle earned him the respect of the of his super commando peers and he would eventually go on to become mandalore the leader of all the mandalorian clans and the alori rockade or ramacade uh, commander of Super Commanders, su- Super Commandos. As Mandalore, Morel issued a new guideline for Mandalorian behavior, known as Super Commando Codex, in which he asserted that Mandalorians who wished to fight would simply be highly paid soldiers and should conduct themselves as honorable mercenaries. Okay. Hmm. And then it goes on to. Uh, Sounds like a uh, very interesting, very interesting Mando. Morel <laughs> would face opposition to his reforms, both from the peaceful New Mandalorian faction and the more dangerous Death Watch, a violent splinter group formed by the by the followers of Morel's rival Tor Vizsla, Clan Vizsla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot of cool things there with all the Mandalorian history still, and I still think we got a lot to discover and a lot to find out. Um, I will say, though, like, the introduction of Boba Fett's interaction with Din Djarin I thought was executed perfectly. And again, Tamara Morrison as Boba Fett, incredible. Incredible action, and we'll get to that more here in a second when we get to the second half of the episode. But any other final closing thoughts on speculation with Boba Fett or Jango Fett with Mandalorian culture and yada, yada, yada? One more thing. I found where it talks about Jango Fett. Go for it. It says, Morel's return to his home planet where he saved the life of a local farmer's son, Jango Fett. When When the Death Watch attacked the boy's home, taking Fett and following... The death of his family, Morel raised the boy as his son until the fateful Battle of Corda Six. 
ambushed by the Death Watch, and betrayed by his second-in-command, Montrus, Morel was killed by Vizsla. His body was carried back to the Mandalorian's landing zone by Fett, where Montrus was exposed as a traitor, and Fett succeeded his adoptive father as the new Mandalore, in accordance with what Merrill would have wanted. Okay. So do you think Jango Fett was Mandalore? See, I think at that point we might be, uh, I don't know. I think some of that stuff they will keep as legends, but I do see a possibility of them making some of it canon, but maybe not all of it. See what I'm saying? Like, they have yeah. that flexibility. They yeah. have that option. If they want to just make Morel uh, Jango's entry into being Mandalorian, I think they're okay with just that entry, and I don't necessarily know if they have to go further than that. Because I think at that point, you're starting to, I don't know, like mess with I'm going to say Jango Fett was Mandalore. Sure, man. I'm calling it. You're going to jeopardize your streak? Yeah, I think that's big time jeopardy. (laughs) Okay, let's go ahead and get to the back half of this episode. We've talked a lot about a lot of theories, honestly. (laughs) Um, Let's just talk about the action sequence, though. We've talked about the intro, the child being on the rock we've talked about boba and din interacting with each other for the first time but let's talk about when the empire shows up um first of all first thing stormtroopers super goofy they still don't know how to act in battle like some of them are just clueless whenever it comes to doing some things now i will say this in the action that occurred was that an e-web that's my first question i thought so i believe i believe it was an e-web as well the weapon that din picked up and started just blasting people in season one Mm -hmm. i believe that wasn't e-web so they still got that tech out there fennec incredible action incredible sharpshooter like boba says we know it she's great boba fett using the weed eater going ham (laughs) with that weed eater the The tuscan Tuscan raider Raider weapon yeah um I really got like Grim Reaper was vibes. That really he made was out of a weed eater. Oh, I don't know. It looks like it. It looks like it. I, I thought you knew something that I did. <laughs> oh no, no, no! <laughs> like it was actually made out. Like I just, the prop was made out of a weed every eater. Every time I see it, I think weed eater. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I get Grim Reaper like dark hardcore reference there. Whenever it's just like dragging on the ground, and then he finally like whips it up, and you just see all the armor of the stormtrooper just fall Shatter into around, yeah. pieces. Incredible stuff. Uh, Stormtroopers have mortars. Stormtroopers do have mortars. What's up with that? That was another good, good <laughs> point. I didn't even have that in my notes. Yeah, that was cool. I have. I don't think I've ever seen stormtroopers use a mortar. <laughs> no, nope. I don't think so either. That's the first time we've seen it. So again, it's cannon. It's cannon. Um, it's an eighty-two millimeter. And then we see in an, another thing that stuck out to me during all that action: Din Jarn's Beskar taking all those shots to cover for Finnick. Yeah. <gasps> Incredible. Was he I ready to that. go down for that? I don't know. I, again, I think that's one of those Iron Man teases. We're used to seeing Tony Stark take all like the hits. I think it's just one of those things, too. Well, he said, he told her, he's like, hey, get out of here. Uh, you know, you you sacrificed yourself for me last time. Right. And I'm just going to stay here and take all these bullets. Yeah. So. Maybe. Maybe that's what he was doing. Um, and then the last thing that stuck out to me during all that action Boba finally gets an opportunity to take his armor, and when he shows up in that armor, no words. Yeah. No words. I thought that was going to... I mean, when he turned around and looked at the open ship, I was like, 
okay, he's about to like jetpack in and save the day. Yeah. That was my initial thought. Okay. So I could, yeah. I didn't think he was going to run. I thought once he got his no. armor, I think he was invested in just killing all the stormtroopers that he could. Yeah. And yeah, he I, executed. I figured he would be like a man of his word. He doesn't seem like a traitor. Yeah. Now, but it, like Mayfield, yeah, he, he'd been like, oh, deuces. <laughs> right. <laughs> B.A., what'd you think of Boba Fett's action throughout that entire sequence? It was it was pretty great. And you you mentioned it at the top, too, that there's been a lot of questions about like, does he just look good or is he actually good at combat? And I think we put those rumors to bed because I think if it I think if it was him 100. versus all of them, he would have taken care of them. He was good 100%. with and without his armor. Mm-hmm. Yes, like one hundred percent. Yeah, he was he was phenomenal without his armor. He was phenomenal squared with his armor. <laughs> what did you think about the line that he laid on us? Uh, after he blew up with his uh, regenerating he was rockets, aiming for the he hit he was the wrong one. For, he said, "I was aiming for the other one." Yeah, and now, when he was in his like targeting mode, I noticed that he yeah, had locked yeah, yeah. on the bottom one, now, and then he hit the top one. I was like, "Huh, okay." For me, mentally in the moment, and again, you're thinking on your feet. So for me, sitting there in the chair, I can think about this. But wouldn't it make more sense to aim for the top one because you would then hit the one that's on the bottom? So why would he aim for the bottom one first? But again, sitting in a chair when you're not in the stakes, you can kind of think of it that way. Well, when you've got rockets that just appear, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. But Far regardless, enough. incredible action there. Like, I don't even know what else to say. I don't know what else to say about Boba Fett. Don't know what else to say about Tamara Morrison. It was great to see him in the armor. It was kind of funny though the initial like shot of him. You could see like the 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 gut a little bit hanging out from the <laughs> armor, but then you quickly notice like then once all the action shots start happening, that gut disappears. So you definitely know that somebody else is under that suit at that point. But regardless, perfection from Boba Fett. Um, and then as soon as these three feel like they have won, they've ran the Empire out. Bye bye Razor Crest. It's wiped oh out. And again, <laughs> I believe, and I'm not 100% sure, I believe somebody here said that that was going to happen. I believe somebody said that the Razor Crest wasn't going to survive this season. I was one. Oh, yeah. I, did. I was the one that said it wasn't going to happen because I thought this was a toy that they could make a ton of money off of. Yeah. Oh, they will still. Still will. <laughs> right. I think I said that. I, I didn't think it was going to survive this season. Well, you were right. Again. Add it to the add it to the record, man. Add it to the record. I've gotten a lot better since we first started this show. <laughs> like I, we yeah. used to. Like last season, golly, were we wrong? But I think that's just because our expectations were really, really high. True, all the time. True, and like now this season though is meeting those high expectations. Yeah, I don't think we can. Yeah. I don't, I'm trying to like outdo myself. <laughs> It just keeps happening. It's like Disney's <laughs> listening to Mando talk, and they're Absolutely. like, okay, what do we need hey. to put in next week's episode? <laughs> I mean, if, if they're not listening, I recommend them to. I recommend anybody to listen to Mando yeah, talk. Yeah, give us a shout. Send us an Absolutely. email. Absolutely. Absolutely. One thing I, about the yeah. ship being destroyed, do you know what was on board that we lost? What's that? His pulse rifle. He lost his gun. Dude. He didn't have it on his back. He didn't have the we pulse We haven't rifle? seen that all season. Well, he, well, it's gone now. Oh yeah, we did. We saw it. We saw it when he was taking on the uh, the crate dragon. Right, we did. Yeah, but that was it. Hmm. Because all he gets from the wreckage is the little the knob Beskar. That, do you think that ball was made out of Beskar? No. Nah. You don't. Mm. I think you sure? it just survived the explosion. Yeah, I think so. Did anybody else just notice the blue dot on it this time? Yeah, I didn't Me notice too. that blue dot either. Yeah. 
That was interesting. Like just, I, I just <laughs> noticed it this time. Right. Like I did not notice Same. it at all. Same. I just noticed <laughs> something. What? Like the color of blue keeps popping up around Grogu. What do you mean? Well, okay. the blue butterflies. Blue butterfly. There's the blue cannon, or cannon. You know, oh, the yeah. blue macaroon. Um, blue eggs. Those blue liquidy eggs. Yeah. Hmm. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And hmm. then um, I think if you look hmm. close at those spiders on the ice planet, that yeah. they have blue blood. Doesn't when he spits out? I thought it was green. Blue, I don't know. they have blue, green, blue milk? Green, I don't know. Blue milk, blue drinks. Doesn't when he spits <laughs> spits up when they're spinning around in the razor crest? It's blue. It's blue because yeah. yeah. the macaroons, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's Jacob's I'm really <laughs> just trying to do this whole Nat Geo Star Wars thing right now. <laughs> like he's digging into blue all these things. <laughs> But I will say this. I believe there's a comic book or something out there where Anakin or Darth Vader is connecting with the Force and there's these blue butterflies flying around him. Hmm. And there's been multiple occurrences in the past in canon material of Force users when they're connecting heavily with the Force that there's blue butterflies flying around them. I did think that was kind of interesting. Is there any in film that we know of? Not in film. I'm trying to think. Maybe in a show, but again, I'd have to rewatch. Clone Wars. I'm in the middle of my Rebels rewatch right now, but I haven't seen any blue butterflies in there yet that I know of. Yeah. Again, sometimes some of those smaller details I miss because when I'm watching Rebels and Clone Wars, I'm focused on just like getting through the episodes and I don't really rewatch them like crazy like I do with the live action stuff. Yeah. But regardless, I, I did think that we've seen like blue butterflies associate with Force connection before. But anyway. Yeah, the Razor Crest is toast, and I'll be honest. I'll be honest, guys. I, and this might be a hot take. I might have been more emotional about the Razor Crest getting destroyed than I was about Grogu's ending in this episode. Hmm. Um, only because if you think about it, the Razor Crest has been where their connection, their love for one another, has developed. Like yeah. all of these cute moments that we've gotten this season that we got in season one, we're all on board that ship. And, like, that really just kind of hurts me that it's no longer there and it's gone. Now, do we, and here's a speculation point, do we think that it's possible that Slave 1 somehow eventually comes Din Djarin's ship? Like, what would would have to occur for that to happen? Boba Fett's demise... Boba, Boba Fett, Fett have to dies die. and yeah. tells him, hey, this is your ship now. Right. Go I, save the kid. <laughs> that would have to be the only thing, I think. Another Sarlacc pit. <laughs> Another Sarlacc pit. Yeah, I don't know what he's going to be driving around in anymore, and I'm just really bummed about the Razor Crest, honestly. I was going to say, uh, and I probably know the answer. It's probably a, you know, not worth it, but what's more memorable to you that the sort of visual cockpit shot of Han and Chewie or Din and Grogu. Oh, it's definitely Falcon still. I, figured, I think it's I think Falcon's always going to be up there, but and again, it could have been and I think I said this possibly a couple weeks ago. I feel like the Razor Crest still could have been the next generation's Falcon though. The ones that are growing up with this show going on. And I do see that kind of as just a little missed opportunity. I mean, I'm not like, oh, this show stinks now that the Razor Crest isn't there. I'm not saying that whatsoever. But I, I do think, though, that that could have been like 
I don't know, just the, the kids that are growing up right now that are watching Star Wars for the first time by watching The Mandalorian. Like, that could have been their ship, you know? Yeah. And that's not there anymore, obviously. But it was very smart on Moff Gideon's part to blow up his ride. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But The only other better thing he could have done was to try to blow them up. <laughs> right. And to B.A.'s point, though... And, I, I completely forgot about the pulse rifle. I'm glad that you pointed that out because my thought was he got the two things that were the most important. He got the Beskar spear and he got the ball that the child Grogu loves so much. He still yeah. has his jetpack too. He set it down. I'm yeah, sure he, he set it down. It. I'm sure he went back to get that. I don't remember I if think, it was in this visual at the end. Right. But. I he think could have kept it on board. I'm sure he just has it at this point, and we'll see him have it on his back again next episode. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he again, it's really sad for me that the crest is no longer there, but he does have all that he needs, so that's where I'm going to put my, my piece. He's got everything he needs, and he's going to be just fine. But he doesn't have Grogu, and that... True. So let's talk about how that occurs. Yeah. Moff Gideon engages those dark troopers. Those dark troopers are a lot bigger than I thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago when we saw them for the first time, we thought that they were phase one dark troopers. I don't think so anymore. I think these are like either phase two or phase three almost. Um, definitely phase two, in my opinion. Because like, phase one, those like pipes and tubing and everything was still hanging out. We maybe see like a little up in like the armpit region. But that's it. So I think these are definitely phase two. I think they're going to be phase three. Okay. Just because why would they just do a phase two? Right. Now, I have seen speculation online that phase three is more so like an exoskeleton kind of thing. And we're going to see Moff Gideon climb into one of them. And that'll be the difference between the two. Like an Iron Man suit? Right. Exactly. Another Iron Man reference. Mm-hmm. So I think there's still more to be it's seen there. a good thing there. I love Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. A lot. There's more to be seen with those Dark Troopers. And let's go ahead and talk about those. How did y'all feel about the look of the Dark Troopers? Definitely Iron Man vibes. Very B.A., what Intimidating. You think? Intimidating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jacob. Hmm. Possibly Nolan. <laughs> As Jacob's thinking. <laughs> I mean, I thought they looked like... Um, uh, you know the Rock'em Sock'em Robots? Yes. <laughs> the blue dude. and red? Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. That's what I thought they looked like. Yeah, they kind of do look like that, honestly. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's what they're modeling. But yeah, definitely when they were flying in, where they flipped around and started yeah. landing yeah. feet down, I was like, okay, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was very Iron Man heavy. Yeah, I was like, it was. Goodness. All they had to do was do like that one-handed pose to land, and they would have been like Iron Man to a T. But yeah, I, I'm okay with the way they looked. I I just want to see maybe to for me to be 100 percent sold on them as far as like the coolest troopers ever. Um, I need to see more action of them instead of just flying yeah. and picking up something. Them, I need them to be made out of Beskar, like me and Jacob <laughs> were talking about earlier. Uh, that way they are lightsaber because you know what we read on Wikipedia mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago they were lightsaber resistant. Right. I need them to be made out of Beskar so we know that's true. Yeah. If they are, so it, I believe it was Phase Three that was Beskar, right? Uh, we didn't get a Beskar, oh. but oh, they I said they were saying. lightsaber resistant. I see what you're saying. I got you. But Jacob's thinking, and we talked about it uh, before we got on air today. If they are made out of Beskar. 
did they get it from the Great Purge? And is that mm-hmm. why is that what they're using it for? I think that's possible. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be a cool connection. And that would again expand expand the lore and it would again put Moff Gideon in the picture there somehow with the Great Purge. Because, again, yes. season one, he teased heavily that he knew everything about the Great Purge. He knew everything about Din yeah. Djarin. Yeah. Uh, so, again, I think we need like to remind ourselves there. that Moff Gideon somehow connects to this whole Mandalorian culture, this Jango Fett, this Boba Fett thing, somehow, yeah. perfectly, and we just haven't seen it yet. I think, personally. I think there's going to be somehow some like tie-in with all of this Mandalorian culture that we're getting, and somehow Gideon's aware of all of it. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I think that'd be super cool. But, anyway... Death Troopers, not Death Troopers, sorry. Dark <laughs> Troopers, I thought they looked pretty slick. Uh, the red eyes were pretty slick. Their flying pattern, Iron Man-esque. Their landing, Iron Man-esque. But again, we've got multiple Iron Man uh, kind of vibes throughout the season. I know <laughs> Nolan loves that. Yes. Thor is better in my opinion, but hey, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Negative. <laughs> um, Boba Fett comes to the realization that the Empire's back. I thought that was yeah. kind of interesting. Finnick makes the comment about how the New Republic is in control of the Outer Rim. Is the New Republic not in control of everything else? Is a question that oh, no. like I thought of. They've definitely got like the core. I didn't. Yeah, okay. That didn't strike me that way. Okay. And I I didn't I didn't pick up on that. Okay. So I just like when I when it's she all said you right that. Here. Well, I don't have really any <laughs> speculation for it. It was just kind of interesting the way that she delivered that line. Like it was like. I didn't see why she needed to make the distinction of this is the Outer Rim, this is New Republic territory, if the New Republic was the main dog in the galaxy at this point. Well, do you think there's like still crime syndicates in like areas that are oh, contr- yeah. aren't controlled by like, uh, you know, what are the ones that are on Kessel and? <sighs> oh. Oh man, I can't believe that I'm. How do we this. not know this? <laughs> we've know. talked about them. Yeah, we've talked several. The pikes, members. the pikes, the pikes. Yes, yes you're so clutch. <laughs> oh yeah, coming in clutch. <laughs> yeah, so like I think there's areas that are controlled by the pikes, and like yeah. the New Republic's not gonna go start a fight with like the pikes. True. I think that True. was just her so surprised that you know everyone's under the perception that the Empire's been defeated. And even, you know, and the, that the New Republic has replaced them so much that now they have, you know, the outer rim of the galaxy right under control. And, you know, things are gradually getting better. But now, like, she hears Boba talking about the Empire's back. It's the Empire. Right. Yeah. She's like, that's impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, but they just blew up a whole ship. <laughs> true, very. True. I mean, that would be like uh, that'd be like us saying, like, "Oh my gosh, it's the Nazis!" Yeah, exactly. It'd be it'd be just like that, and they're it like would, full exactly. force. It would running, be just like that. It'd be just like, like a saying Panzer tank. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be just like saying, you know. Nazi Germany has come back, and they're they have the capability to make an empire over the whole world. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's, it would be that's like, a good point. It'd be like my dog getting kidnapped, <laughs> and he's getting taken by the, the Nazis <laughs> for probing. <laughs> Absolutely, Tucker is that important, man, or Mav? <laughs> man, no, it's all Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> next thing in the episode, though, that I do want to talk about. Boba Fett and Boba, and again, 
back to your point, like we get a quick glimpse over of how Din is feeling about the child being gone. Like just one Screw sentence. it. <laughs> it's over. Uh, but Boba makes the comment about how, no, like I'm going to help you because, you know, you you got the armor back for me. Yeah. So honestly, I it made me think like for me, I've always viewed Boba Fett as a selfish, like, out-to-do-his-own-thing yeah. individual. Because Clone Wars kind of makes it seem that way. 100%. So where is this, like, selflessness, like, I'm going to stick to... Code of Honor. Code of Honor kind of thing coming Sarlacc from... Sarlacc Pit. He's done some reflecting in the Sarlacc Pit. Yeah. Um. Huh. Well, I, maybe, I don't know. It's just Maybe like, he tried huh. to... He thought about, like, how he got to that point. He's yeah. He's probably sitting down there dissolving in bile, and he's like... How did I get to this spot? <laughs> oh yeah, the huts. And so he started making better decisions. But I thought it was a good um character moment for Boba Fett when he was like and I, I talked about it earlier, you know, hey, Mandalorian, I'm not just taking this armor because I want it. Like it's actually mine and I want to prove it to you. Yeah. Um hmm. I don't know, it's just I've always associated Boba with being an absolute stone cold dude. Like, he's just going to worry about his. Yeah. Um, so it's weird to me. Like, uh, and so it, it led, again, going down a rabbit hole. Is there a possibility that Boba is playing the game somehow and he's going to burn Din in the end? Like, is is that is there a chance there? Or are they, like, fully committed to their working together at this point? I think it's one of, like, the first Mandalorians he's seen in a while. So he probably feels a certain amount of respect and doesn't want to screw over the first of his kind that he's seen in a while. True. His father's kind. Right. He probably sees a lot of his father in him. Yeah. That's a good point. I like that point. Yeah. That is very good. I didn't think about it like that at all. I was thinking about it like uh, he probably doesn't have a lot of friends right now because he just <laughs> crawled out of a Sarlacc stomach. True. Um, yeah. He's like, hey, you, you want to be buddies? <laughs> I mean, he picked up his other friend half dead on the desert. Floor gave, her, her, gave her a robot true. belly. Yeah, true. So I think there's more. Again, if anything that I've taken away from this episode, we think that we got a lot of Boba Fett answers, but I still think there's a bunch of answers out, like questions out there yeah. that we could get for this character. And I do think that that does legitimize the report or the rumor that they could at least think about doing just a limited six episode, seven episode, eight episode thing for Boba Fett just to fully clarify everything about this character, his motivations, his thoughts, everything along those lines. Uh, but let's go ahead and go ahead and try to wrap this thing up. Let's wrap up Din's journey. Uh, Din hops in the Slave One. I'm assuming Din, Boba, and Finnick are all three together now, and they're going to be all three together the rest of the way this yeah. season is my assumption. Uh, they go back to Navarro. We're back to tat the Tatooine of the Mandalorian home, basically. Um, and we see Cara Dune. And she is now officially a marshal for the New Republic. So she got motivated by the rebellion pilot, the New Republic pilot that tossed her that medallion or whatever yeah, you want to call it. so we learned that that's what that means. Yeah, yeah. it's a badge. Yeah, a badge. There, there we go. That's the correct term. So yeah, she was motivated by that. She's and Mando says it. She's officially legit. There were rumors going around that she was legit, and she's fully committed to it. She was very much so like, "Look, I got orders that I have to follow now. I can't really just do whatever you want me to do at this point." Uh, but then he says they have the child, they have the kid. 
So she reveals to him where Mayfield is. Now, that to me tells me that probably next episode we're going to probably spend a lot of time finding Mayfield and breaking him out of prison. Now, for me personally, the question that I'm going to ask, do we care enough about Mayfield to spend an episode when we know everything else that's going on right now? Do we care enough about him to get him back in the action? Personally, I'm more interested in everything else going on, and I wasn't too happy whenever I saw that Mayfield was his next mission. Yeah. So, to be honest, I'm not too excited about his return because I'm assuming we're going to get it. What was it he said he needed Mayfield for? To track down Moff Gideon. Yeah. To find his cruiser. Which, I guess, because he's ex-Empire, he has some knowledge on how to do that. Uh, But still, like... And again, it's great that we're getting connection to season one. But me, I'm so invested in all these other stories that have been introduced throughout this season. Yeah. Mayfeld's not really one of those that's on my radar right now. I felt like Bo-Katan might have been a more interesting person to go to. I, to track I, down Moff yeah, Gideon. Yeah, I like that. But I also do think that they're trying to capitalize on this natural progression of her just tracking down the saber in general, yeah. the dark saber. So I don't know if they, they're wanting to introduce her to that another way other than her just being awesome on her own and figuring out where that thing is. Hmm. I don't know. Which we saw it again. We did. So let's talk about that too. Let's go ahead and try to wrap all this up. Grogu, force choking, stormtroopers, that was super interesting. Yeah. Uh, didn't expect that coming. And, yeah, Moff Gideon comes in there, and he toys Grogu with that Darksaber. Now, I think that it was really just him showing the Darksaber to remind all the audience out there that he still has this thing. Uh, it's coming in these last two episodes. He's going to be using this to fight Din Djarin. But I did think it was kind of interesting when he said something about how uh, you're not necessarily ready to use or to play with this weapon. <laughs> Take your eye out, kid. Yeah, like a Christmas story <laughs> reference. Yes. Do you think that that's like a tease that we could possibly see Grogu one day wielding the Darksaber? Or was it, again, just a plot device of, don't forget, he's got this kind of thing? Or both. I thought it was interesting how he let, uh, how Moff Gideon let Grogu finish off those two stormtroopers. And yeah. it reminded me a lot of the Empire when uh, Anakin killed Count Dooku. And he was like, good. Yeah. Good. Um, I think the reason why he did it, though, was to make sure that he was drained. Like, that he didn't have any energy afterward, the fact. Because he knows, probably, if he uses the Force more, he's not going to be able to do anything after he uses it. So I think it was more so like, Wear him out. Wear him out before we cuff him and we proceed with our plans. So he sent out a message to Dr. Pershing once they come out of hyperspace, and that's where we're left off with. We're left off with Grogu now being set up to be the donor again. Are we going to get more answers behind the menacing creature that was in the tanks? Who knows? But that's where we... uh, we're left off this week with chapter 14, The Tragedy. It took us a while to get there, but, man, we talked about a lot of things inside that episode. Yeah. Do you think Grogu dies this season? No, I don't think so. Only because, again, I'm going to go back to the marketing thing. <laughs> they would lose a lot of money by getting rid of that character and a lot of interest, I think. Mm. So let's go ahead and talk about that, though. Who, and we'll go around the table. Of the characters remaining, who's the one that's most likely to die? 
Because someone is dying. Someone's getting offed. Boba Fett. Jacob. Um, Fennec? Nolan. I said that like a question. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of think Boba Fett too, but at the same time, I think maybe Cara Dune. Um, no, that's a good point too. I didn't even think about her. So I guess that, that makes me think of another question. Is she going with him, you think? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I do. I think I would put Cara Dune or Boba Fett. Yeah. I think they're getting off. It's going to be somebody meaningful. Yeah. If Finnick dies again, I I don't think anyone will care. I'm not uh, going to care. Like it'll That's be true. like a it'll be like a oh, okay. Like why did we necessarily bring her uh, back again? Why does I anyone guess? need to die though? Uh here's uh, I just feel like it's something that they got to do almost. I don't know. Why? Just cuz the stakes got to be that, high. Yeah. How would to that make push it mean forward something. the plot though. Well, Somebody Star Wars I mean, had Star Wars had an Empire Strikes enough. Back, man. And we see what that did. That sparked all of this storytelling. Hey, We've got to have the villain win at some point. <laughs> they I've did a, the, at the end of this episode. I've got a, an interesting <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, thinking on it for just a little bit longer, Cara Dune lives. Boba okay. Fett dies. Okay. They get the child back. Okay. Slave One becomes Mandalorians. Right. And I think, I think that was kind of the, one of the things that I was teasing up earlier. Like, I do think Din... He's going to have to get another ship at some point. If he's going to get Slave 1, Boba has to die. I feel like he's not going to get his ship till next season. Okay, so he's and just traveling with Boba? Yeah. What if he starts driving the Millennium Falcon and parks it on Jakku <laughs> at the end of this? <laughs> Dude, there we go, connections. I'm saying um, no, but <laughs> connections. I hope no, too. <laughs> is, this is the sixth episode. We got two more. We only have two more. He uh, walks on it and says, Grogu, we're home. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's sad that we only got two more, man. It's like that blink, blink of the eye, yeah, and the season's is. already almost over. Yeah. But I think we got a lot of potential left, and I know last week, me and Jacob, and we've talked about it in previous episodes, are we ever going to see all these big characters that we're just pit-stopping and seeing along the way team up or build up to one thing? Yeah, is there ever going to be a giant conflict? I think we might get it. I think there's a possibility that Bo-Katan and Ahsoka show up again at the end of the season. This season? Possibly. Hmm. I don't think Possibly. I don't think Ahsoka's coming back this season. Okay. What if okay. this season That's ends fair. Fair. with Grogu still like what if it ends on Grogu being in some machine that's taken his blood from him? I don't know. And you I, know, you see it going to these different tubes yeah. or in rows with other my, beings in them. My only pushback to that then would be two episodes of him being in the same spot. Like not any character movement or anything going on mm-hmm. with him. Um, so you don't think this ep- season will end on a negative note where the no. bad guys end? Well, I think it'll end on a negative note by somebody dying, but not Grogu. Mm-hmm. Like somebody will probably but, sacrifice okay, themselves for if Grogu. If it's Boba Fett, then I got to ask y'all, what, what good does that do to reintroduce this beloved character just to kill him off? To finish his story. It does finish his arc. Like, people weren't satisfied with Boba Fett's ending in Return of the Jedi. I think this makes it a little bit better. But I do understand the point of what's the point in bringing him back if it's only for really one episode. Or, I guess not. We're going to get two more episodes with him. I don't... I, I guess. So maybe is that going to be enough? Who knows? Yeah, I do. I think, I think 
there's going to be some chatter going on on the ride to get to Mayfield between um, if Cara Dune comes, then Cara Dune and uh, Din Djarin and Finnick. I think there's going to be some chatter. And then, you know, Din might ask Boba, hey, what's wrong with your face? And then we might get some clarification on how he escaped. Yeah. I think his story is done. Because now they've wrapped, they've tied those ends up. You know, we've got he escaped. He did escape the Sarlacc pit, mm -hmm. and now he's. We're fixing. I think in the next episode we're going to get more answers on during their rides how he did and when he did and all that stuff. And then the last episode he dies, and then Slave One, you the last shot you see Mandalorian flying out with mm. uh, Grogu in Slave One. I just don't think that would sit well with a lot of fans. Boba I dying. I just don't think it would. Depends on how the death is executed. I think it depends on what happens in these next two episodes and how it would occur. I I don't want to see it, but currently, after re after seeing it for the first time, of all the characters left, if anyone was to die, I do think the one that would be most meaningful would be Boba, though. But I don't want to see it. Trust me. I don't think they're done with Cara Dune. Because wasn't she seen on season three? I don't know. That's a good That's a good question, too. And they're starting season three shooting, apparently, like this month. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think she's part of season three. I think, like, we've gotten that. Um, But I don't that's think... That's possible. I don't think we've heard anything about Boba Fett. I think he's gone. We'll see, man. You're putting your perfect record to the test there. Yeah. Put sure it out are. there. <laughs> all right. All right. Put it out there. Okay. And then, again, I think the only thing that we haven't talked about, though, tonight, are we going to see Thrawn again? Or, or not this Not season. again, mm -hmm. but are we going to get, like, maybe that would be the final tease. If we did, To then push that into would, the next yeah, season. It would just be that. Okay. I think there, that's the possibility. If we're going to get Grand Admiral Thrawn in this season, It'll be one of those like Luke Skywalker at the end of the Force Awakens things, or Empire, ending of Empire Strikes Back. How the Empire or the villains look like they're. I winning. also saw that meme. What meme? It was like uh, Filoni hands the <laughs> hands Luke Skywalker the uh, Grogu. Yeah. He throws it off the side <laughs> of the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, uh, Ba yeah. loves that movie. Well, again, there was a lot to discuss, and I think a lot of. All of us are probably still digesting all that information that was shared inside this episode. Season two so far has been absolutely enjoyable to watch, incredible to watch yes. from beginning to end. The surprises keep coming. I honestly thought I wasn't going to be too surprised after the Ahsoka Tano reveal, but they surprised the heck out of me this week. So I cannot wait yeah. until next week. We only have two more episodes of Mando Talk, but... Mando Talk always delivers weekly content or periodic content. So we're ne definitely not going to be done once this show is over, mm -hmm. but we still have two more weeks of heavy Mandalorian reviews for you. So make sure you continue to follow us. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Mando Talk on all three of those platforms. Uh, we really enjoy just getting to know the people that are listening. We, we really enjoy getting to connect and just sharing our thoughts on there and seeing what you think about our thoughts. So make sure you check us out there. Uh, check out our website, mandotalk.weebly.com. You can see the list of all of our distribution sites where you can hear any of our podcasts or our YouTube video. Uh, 
whatever platform you enjoy watching us. If you want to just hear our voice, listen to the podcast. If you want to see our beautiful faces, watch us on YouTube. Uh, regardless, we're we're enjoying this show. We're enjoying this season. We're enjoying providing coverage. So we really appreciate you. BA, we really appreciate you being here um, this week. I'm glad that you're back. Final thoughts on the episode, and then I'll give Jacob that same chance. We've said so much information. I'm a little frazzled, yeah. but overall, no, overall, one of the better episodes this season, okay. I think. Okay, Jacob, appreciate yeah. you being here. And what Good did you think about here. this uh final um, this episode <laughs> you know i just gotta repeat that and you know it's good to see it was good to see boba in yeah. action yeah and um it's uh man i want to see uh, hmm, i want to see something high stakes when it comes to the child now because yeah. um i do feel like the emotional toll wasn't necessarily felt like it sh- could have been in this episode. By and him being it needs taken, to be, it needs to be felt. That's fair. From this point on, yeah. Um, because his life is in danger, right now. Um, I mean, honestly, uh, Moff Gideon could be like, I screw it. Let's just like use his entire body and destroy him, right? In order, in order to do these tests. Yeah. You know, <laughs> nobody wants to see that. Right. But um, you know, um, let's see where it goes. Let's, Absolutely. Uh, hopefully, they save the day. Absolutely, hopefully they save um, Grogu. I, yeah, I, I'm anxious to see what happens with Grogu. Mm-hmm. Thought tonight was a great episode. Boba Fett being back, like y'all said, was incredible. Uh, Tamara Morrison, props to you. The actors, actresses, they're that they're picking to play these legendary characters. Obviously, Tamara Morrison was a given, but regardless, the performances by all of these people yeah. with these characters have been tremendous. Really pleased with this season. I can't wait till next week. I'll go ahead and pass it to Nolan to go ahead and just say whatever final thoughts he wants to say and to also send us out of here. Thank you for listening, guys. Yeah, I like The Mandalorian. <laughs> uh, we have spoken. <laughs>